gonna say that one more time. You should not force your company to grow fast just because you got FOMO with BCs. What's up? Welcome to the You Know's Best Pod. I appreciate your support. In return, I hope I provide you with some worthwhile gems that benefit you on your journey. At the very least, I hope I put a smile on your face. If not, hopefully you share this with someone that does benefit. And I got you next time. Again, thanks for joining today, and let's get this thing going. Welcome to the sixth episode of the You Know's Best Pod. Uh, we have an amazing guest today, but I uh, want to tell you, thank you for joining me. Uh, you can be anywhere in the world, uh, but you're here with me right now, so I appreciate y'all. Uh, all this probably like to give you truth, the whole truth, well, as best as I can, so help me God. Today we have, a like like I said, an amazing guest. Uh, this is the home you have known her, what is it, like six, seven years, going on seven years now? Yeah, six, seven years. Um, a fellow Southerner, you know, from the South, from Dirty South. I have Casey Richardson here of the Blaze Group. Uh, all the way from Nairobi, Kenya, giving me the great pleasure of having being on the uh, show today. Uh, so, Casey, introduce yourself, let everybody know who you are, why you're so dope, and then we'll get to going. Aw, thank you, Hugh. Yeah, Hugh is the homie, y'all. Super dope. I'm super happy that our dope paths have collided again in this way. Um, and the foundership journey met Hugh out in the Bay when I was a transplant. Um, moving from Charlotte to the Bay, doing banking in the tech sector. Um, and today, um, the founder of Blaze Group, was a, which is a socio-business app for Black women entrepreneurs, uh, helped them learn 20 times faster. Um, so I'm, I'm so happy to be talking about money today, all the money things. I'm actually in the middle of uh, a capital raise, raising about a million dollars, doing some road shows across the U.S. to get that bread, breaking down these concepts for the Black community. Yeah, Casey definitely bought that money, especially she's working with the banks, you know, so she's going to have some great 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 information for everyone today i want to get into that but like tell me how being in kenya has been like we haven't caught up in a long time but like yo like you was in the motherland so yeah i for the last few years yeah it's been amazing we say this word healing a lot lately which we should because we have so much trauma to, to heal from but definitely healing in so many ways to like to go a full year and any ailment that my body has like the community knows how to pull leaves you know like to go in the soil how to how to boil some some garlic and turmeric uh and ginger and give me that dawa to heal my scratchy throat i mean it's deep right it, it's really grounding to be reminded that all of the active ingredients that anything that's ever used right and these plastic wrapped things I'll come from the earth, right? Like they've just stripped out the balance, nature's balance. And that's why we get these side effects. Um, but to relearn what our ancestors already knew, what our bodies naturally know, like to, to, to relearn how to trust what we feel more than what we see, right? And to put community over profit, right? People over profit um, to to reach across the aisle and say, oh, you a carpenter? I need a, I need a, I need a table in my kitchen. And I need a sofa in my living room and they have a conference to build it and not worry about going to these chain, you know, these chain establishments that are owned by people offshore. Like, it's just so grounding. It is so healing. Highly recommend if anybody's like, I want to leave and I want to like go to the motherland. Like, I highly recommend doing it. Your passport is powerful. For the first year, I went to South Africa for a whole year just on a passport. Every three months when it would expire. I would just leave and go visit somewhere else and I'd come back in the three months size again. So it's just very easy to to live offshore. Um, and I highly recommend it. You were in banking for a very long time, started at Make America, right? What made you want to start this business at this time? Like what 
like what led it to me? It's a big part of my origin story um, in the company. Like I was structuring multi-billion dollar loans with a beat. Like my biggest deal I was structuring was $110 billion for a hostile takeover. And while it was vexing. It wasn't uh, you are. No, 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 I wouldn't. That man. Uh, but you know, though it was very sexy and I learned a lot at a rapid pace, I was never on a deal team with another black woman ever. Not one time in my career. So admit that the stuff I was learning was never making this in my community ever. Right. And then when I was giving out this money, right, when I'm signing my name on these deals, not one time did I ever deploy capital to a black business. Not once. So the knowledge is not making it into the community. Right. And the capital was not making it to the community. Um, and so during the pandemic, I was living in Oakland, uptown um, Oakland. And it was my first time in my career, which was very demanding that I had like, not that I was kidding, but like, if I'm going to know the street process, then you don't know that shit. Right. Like, like we were at home. Right. And so processing for the first time in my life in that way like i had done these like women's marches in san francisco right and it felt amazing right but like uh you know feminism was real white in them streets right like it was hood right like black women wanted to fight the line right that was my first time where it was hood we were at the front of the line and i met brilliant black men and brilliant black women in the streets who were mobilizing for things that had been mobilizing for years and i realized like Bro, like the genius is right here. Like y'all are worthy. Like we are worthy today. And so experiencing that in my body and, and, and realizing like what could really happen if we truly got shoulder to shoulder. I quit, uh, I quit corporate in October. I just let the spirit lead me. Like I knew when I kept asking, like, what do you want to do? I told him like, I got to build technology that put abundance at our fingertips. Like, because like, like if we, if, if we, if we, we don't know the language, that's the only reason that we haven't clipped y'all. That's the reason. And I, and I said this to them, like the reason why we can be in these spaces and be twice as good and three times as good and 10 times as good is because we are that call, right? right? But without the language, right? Because we, if, if we all, if, if people don't get to study how to go to the happy hour and schmooze, right? If people don't get to study like I did, right? Study what movies you watch so we can come in and talk about Ferris Bueller, right? If they can't study what to wear, you know, then yeah. we don't get access. So how can I disrupt all that shit and create and create this content that feels like home for us so that we can be 10 times good on the street, right? I left and went to Dubai first in November because Trump was about to, you know, be up for re-election and I did not want to come back if he uh, won. It was amazing being away on my passport for a whole month and I was like, I, can, I think I can do this, right? And then he didn't win. When I came back, I was like, I still don't feel good here. So nine days later, I went to, to Zanzibar for a month, met my, who is now my fiance, but met my partner there. And I just said, fuck it, like, let's go. So I came back, I told my parents, like, I'm moving to the continent on a one-way flight. Um, and they said, do it. You don't have no kids, you don't got no debt, like, yeah. live your best life. And so as I've been in the continent for two and a half years, it's my first time being back on the ground with some level of permanency to it as I do this capital raise and kind of build the team. I built through technology, this movement that is Blaze Group, 7,500 Black women are members, like Black women entrepreneurs are members of this movement. Two Webbies, one in uh, Best in Business and Finance in 2022. Like, the only people named that category to were Fidelity International, Salesforce, Spotify, uh, JP Morgan Chase, because we called with it, right? We was bootstrapped this year, Best in uh, Webby for, Webby were honoree for Best in 
metaverse immersive and virtual for some of we did last year teaching black people um black women about web3 and so we've proven the concept we've proven that we are super cold with it and so now we're using ai technology we're to build that to just super speed this shit i gotta make sure i i, I get in Start investing, giving some money so I can, you know, <laughs> you know, when you got homies, you don't really be paying attention. Like, nah, nah, yeah, <laughs> you'd be like, yeah. nah, they good, right? Yeah, be paying attention like that for real. Like, that's super dope. Like, from the from the the spirit of it, but then like the application of it, right? Like, and that's the part of this platform is really to like put the access and give the information to the people so they can go out there and leverage that to wealth growth whatever that may look like for them right because not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur not everybody wants to go into business for themselves I think everybody want a little bit of their own piece of the land you know a little piece of, of, the, of the pie you know and if this platform allows people to do that it allows black women black men people of color whatever uh those that are you know looked at less than to advance themselves i've done my job that's that like i pray every day for my purpose you know what i'm saying it's probably gonna be a difference in these episodes we're gonna see like the difference in my personality and like how excited i am to talk about stuff like this but yeah for sure don't want to get off track because i know you busy what really went into like starting the blaze group like from the ground up like you said seven seven five hundred women are on this platform right I, I saw your board on the website. Like, what all went into that? Like, because you went from being a Bank of America, going to Dubai, going around to different countries when your passport was up. But like, how did we get here? So it started with me starting from where I was. I did not try to go to the boot camp to like reinvent myself and, you know, do the play that was viral at the time. Like I was actually supposed to have moved to London in April of 2020, right? I think I um, to start doing leverage finance, right? February, the, the Panini hit. And it's just like, oh, we can't do no international relocations. Like, hold up, right? So that was on pause and they tapped me they were like tacy like while we wait for things to open back up for you to send you to london can you leave this organization we're building up a ppp loan forgiveness right uh can you be a leader you know it was a uh, global bank in the markets was my side of things right can you lead a team blah 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 whoop, whoop. um and so i told them yeah so long as i can go be near my family so i moved to atlanta started working with the team there really helped them build this infrastructure and so when i left in october right so i moved to atlanta in june when i left in october right but right. i just accumulated all of this knowledge that wasn't making it once again to my streets right and so that's where i started right and just to, just to get the cash flow just to start learning the community etc i put out some content so i do live like all right y'all listen this is what you need to do to get to PPP law forgiveness. And like people were sharing this stuff. You know, so okay, hold up. Like, so if you want a consultation about like I would literally go on the application with you and help you apply, people started, you know, booking it. And so it was generating revenue, right? But I used it to learn like the terms they were speaking, the pain points and all of these things. And I decided to put that into a course, right? So it's taking black women through not just this this one hour consultation around PPP law forgiveness, right? But it teach you how to manage the business. That shit hit so well that like I started making thousands of dollars on that before I even made the course content itself. Like literally, like my first cohort, I made each module the week before the Saturday that I taught it, right? And then after that, I packaged it up, right? But again, I'm, I'm just learning. I was starting from where I was, right? And then I'd say uh, maybe a couple of months into and shout out to mentors, right? Uh, a man looked at me who, who uh, was supposed to be helping me with Brian, but just like 
spoken to in my life. And he was like, you fine. You call. He was like, look at you. You know, it was like the way you talk, like, the, you know. And he was like, you blaze. At that time, my name of my company was Richardson and Carl. Okay. I was, when I decided I was starting from where I was, I was starting from where I was. But he looked at me and spoke into me. He said, you blaze. He said, you on fire. He said, I need you this weekend to go to Fiverr. He said, I want you to pay five people $5 and make you five logos each. I was like, really? Like the chick? He said, five people $5 and make you five logos each. Then you'll have 25 logos to look at for $25. He said, I want you to create an acronym for blaze. The rest was history, Hugh. The rest was history. I went to that logo when he got today. It cost me a dollar. I did what he said, right? And that's the one that resonated. And I went, I called my pops. We played around with acronyms and it was building leaders and accepting zero excuses. That's what blaze means. Building leaders and accepting zero excuses. And from then, I just learned to create a movement. Richardson and Cole was a personal brand, right? I am Casey already, right? But blaze is a whole movement, right? Oprah is a person, right? Like what is a movement, right? And so from then blaze was hosting events and then blaze hosted his first summit. Got a webby war on the ring for that, right? It, it was me, like, not worrying about my weaknesses, like not giving a fuck about weaknesses and, and and looking at my strengths and saying, if I put all of my energy in and getting called in, called in, and called in in my strengths, right, what would happen? And then having other people pouring to me thinking bigger than I was already thinking, like that is how this happened. So we ended the first year of Blaze at 12,500, literally. One year later, right? The next year we ended at 5,500. Today, you know, we're two and a half years in. We had 7,500. Like, it, I think a culmination of a lot of the things, but definitely spirit-led and just focusing on what I'm good at and then letting people who can see bigger than I can see speak into me and trusting them enough and being humble enough, right, to take action when I give advice. I don't know what it is, but, like, I just went uh, a couple weeks ago to podcast, a live podcast yeah. uh, where Social Group and Melanin and Money were talking. And David was like, he was asking the group, like, why is Chicago not doing the same thing they're doing in Atlanta, right? Why why are they all not expanding? What, what's going on? Why, why is the network not be, building? And basically, game came down to people making excuses, right? Yeah. And make it, making zero excuses, right? Say that. An excuse don't you ever make it, right? That's right. So, you know, and then having that team, like, letting people come, like, build, and then people will come, right? Period. I think people have to be willing to be vulnerable and not, you know, worry about how it looks on the front end. That's right. Bree Hoffman, the founder of LinkedIn, he said, I love this quote. This man said, if your first launch did not embarrass you, you waited too long. That's some real shit. Like, no, that's a LinkedIn. Out there. Shout out to LinkedIn. Yeah. Like, just put it out there. Yeah. I think, and I think that's kind of like with my podcast. Like, everybody's like, oh, we should go do this. I'm like, bro. I'm going to get the equipment and I'm going to start yeah. doing it because at the end of the day, I'm going to improve. Y'all going to come on the journey. Really? Right. Like even like in the last three, like three weeks, getting more camera, like getting right. feedback from my friends, learning like right. for certain things that like, bro, I don't have, to, I got a full time job. I got a kid and I'm doing this. I don't have time to be sitting here editing it for hours. Kind of perfect. Like, uh, hey, somebody can do this. So that's, that's, that's dope. That's dope. That like the, the mindset and like, you know, you always had a great mindset, but that's that's just dope hearing you saying. I was browsing on Instagram when when I hit you up, right? And I saw you talking about capital raising, and I think like for me, my my one of my goals is to be an angel investor, get into venture capital. Like that isn't something that's very big in the black community. Like we don't everybody know that people don't even know what that means, right? That's right. And so, I would love if you could like kind of like tell us like some game or like 
hey, this is how you go raise capital. What, this is what VCs are doing. This is what they're looking at. Yeah, happy to, happy to. Um, and, and I agree with you. Like, it's not our fault, right? It's not our fault that we don't know. We just, we just disenfranchise, right? Like people undervaluing us. We don't get, you know, like especially even black women, right? Like it was not too long ago. Like it wasn't even a hundred years ago. Let, 70 might be being too high where we could actually get along without having a man sign for us right women were literally yeah. having to like get sons now this is women i ain't talking about black women yet like women were having to get their sons okay to sign off on like business loans with them right so it is all, a lot of stuff is new and all this saying at the crux of it to start from the understanding that anybody Okay, I'm talking about banks, I'm talking about venture capitalists, I'm talking about angel investors, anybody. The reason they give you money is because they're trying to turn their $1 into something higher than $1. Anybody, I, I, anybody, I'll explain. Big Mama put her dollar under the mattress. We all know that when Big Mama goes to grab it in six months, right, it's still going to be a dollar. If Big Mama were to take her $1 and put it in a bank, Big Mama in six months would have $1.01 because they ain't giving no money real right but you know you get one but she big mama is still turned her one dollar into one dollar every one cent right so banks literally right they they too right give people laws because they're trying to figure out how to turn the dollar that big mama gave me into one dollar one cent right and so they're turning over here so oh, we got business owners right we got business owners that's gonna flip like a t-shirt into like a viral brand and it costs seven hundred dollars for each shirt, like fear of God, right? For instance, yeah. right? So that's that's the why anybody's doing it, right? And I and I start here because we have a trauma response to money, right? We're not used to people. When somebody said they can give us some, I trauma response that hold on, hold on, hold on, you try to scare me, right? Hold on, hold on, hold on, I don't trust you, right? And so right. I'm telling you why, right? The angel investor. Let's go from the bank to the angel investor. So the bank is an institution. They have a website, right? They have ATMs, but literally when we put money in that bank account, they're not doing us a favor. We're doing it because we want $1 and one cent. They are taking our money, not because they love us so much they want to do it for free. It's because they're going to take our $1, literally, and go try to flip that jump. Everybody just trying to sign their $1 and a $1 and one cent, okay? Right. So when they give money to people to buy a house, it's only because they're going to charge 3% or 4% interest. When they get, get money to a business, right, for a line of credit, it's only because, right, the the interest rate on that is 7%, right? Everybody's doing the same thing. And there's nothing to mistrust about it. It's just trying to figure out what's in it for them. Right? An angel investor, right? So you talked about that. And an angel investor could be the teacher that taught you in the third grade that has retired and she has some money sitting around. And much like I just said she could have it sitting in her pension account, right? And, you know, maybe she'll get 3% by the time she dies. Or she, the teacher, can take it out of that pension account, give it to you and say, I expect a 10% return in five years. She has just taken that $1 and turned it into something new. Everybody is coming from that angle, right? And that's all angel investors are. These are people who have, we'll call them high net worth individuals, right? People who have extra money and they could just let it sit or they could deploy it somewhere. That's why they buy art. If it appreciates, the value goes up. That's why they buy property. If it appreciates, the value goes up, right? And so banks are very common. Um, banks don't require much of you, okay? That's why I say like, what's in it for them? Banks will require from much from you because they're not trying to make 50% interest. 
Right. You, you will never get a credit card that has 50% interest. Ever. Anything ever, ever, and ever, right? Banks, copacetic, kind of like, like, okay, yeah, like, we're going to charge you 13% on this, right? We'll charge you 5% on that, right? So that's the difference between a bank, right? Who don't need you to grow fast. They don't need you to grow fast. They just need right. you to make money, all right? You got and the fast, you go take your, you pay them off and go about your business. Right. Their money, they, they need people to put the pilots in and just sit there. They're doing these 30 year mortgages, just sit right that, That's their pace on purpose. That's the risk they're taking. Venture capitalists, and usually angel investors are the same way. We talking about teacher that just retired. She not looking to flip no shit in a year. Like that's not what she's doing. They're more patient typically. And you call them patient investors. Now VC capital is different. So venture capital is what the VC stands for. And venture means there's some new hot shit that might take off and make me 50%. That's the difference between the banks and the VCs, okay? And so they are looking for very fast growth. So if you showing them your projections and your revenue growth from year one to year two is in 300%. So if you made $100,000 in year one, if you're not making $400,000 in year two, right? That's plus 300,000. That's 300%. They're not really interested. Why? It's because the people that are giving them money, they not the teacher from the third grade. They want to flip that money like people flip stuff in the stock market. So that's just the difference. But the crux of it is all the same. People want to turn their dollar into something else. Do they want to turn into a dollar and one cent? Do they want to turn it into $5? Do they want to turn it into $50? That's the only difference between these different or the, these, these different entities. That's key information, right? Like where you're getting your money from matters because they're going to ask for a return. Now yeah, that everybody. What's your timetable though? Like, exactly right. What's your plan, right? Because we exactly know that you we know where we want to end up, but the journey along the way is going to be what it's going to be. And that's a good point, Hugh, because it puts power back into the bodies of the founder, right? Like, it's important for you to figure out how fast you want to grow. You should not force your company to grow fast just because you got FOMO with VCs. I'm going to say that one more time. You should not force your company to grow fast just because you got FOMO with VCs. Fear of missing out. Right. Like if you know, I'm going to give an example. We just I just talked about with a, head, a fun yesterday. If you know you got a restaurant business, baby. OK. Yeah. Restaurants don't move like that. OK. It's a little it, it goes up, but it's a steady little climb. Go to the bank. They're not looking for if you grow the one percent. The bank is like, good for you, bro. Like with my money. Right. So just just look at your own Johnny like you said. Figure out what is the healthy pace of growth because you got to stay in the game. Starting ain't nothing. Everybody can start, right? But it's staying in the game. Figure out what, what, your, what your clip of growth is, right? And if it's fast, okay, give VC money because they're going to give you five mil and, right, you know, without saying anything, right? If it's slower growth, that's okay. Go talk to a bank or go talk to an angel investor, right? I, yeah, that was good. And just so y'all know, angel investor, it doesn't have to be like, you don't, go, you don't have to go talk to nobody that you don't know. You can go really talk to your family. That's an angel investor. You can go talk to your friends like, hey, I need to borrow five bears. I'll pay out that interest on that in like five years. But like, and we got five bears. Or you can crowdfund it, like however you need to do it. Uh, but that that stuff is important because uh, I've definitely like given out loans to my friends and been like, okay, yeah. you can pay me back, you know, like because I ain't balling like that, but I got a little right. that I can give you. Right. I'm, uh, right. And I think that's something we also need to think about. Like, hey, you got all this money. We spend it on bottles. We spend it on this. We spend it on that. Your friend got a business. You want to make a quick fight? You want to make some money? Like, I, I definitely invested into some friends and they're like, okay, yeah, you can give me like 10% back on $5,000 and like six. Right. That's extra $500 that I wasn't, I didn't even. That's have. investing. 
Yeah, right. that's investing. Right, it's the same thing these big entities do. How do you turn one dollar into one dollar one cent or one dollar fifty cent? Right, like that's yeah, I agree. You know, like what is the do's and don'ts? Like I think we kind of touched on that. Like go get money from somebody that's gonna make you grow too fast. That's definitely a don't, right? But I do understand like who you getting the money from. But like, what are some other do? Legitimize your business. I'm gonna say it again. Legitimize your business because people do not invest in hobby. Okay, <laughs> like. If you out here looking for money and you haven't incorporated your business, okay, with the with the with the state, and you don't have an EIN number, folks won't take you seriously. Why? They're not bad people. That's just more risk for them, right? If you haven't even had had the seriousness and what you're talking about, right, to legitimize it, they're not gonna feel comfortable throwing five thousand your way because it's like I hope he sticks with it, right? So they wanna. When when people are investing in a company in the early stage, just VCs too, I promise you, right? They're actually not investing in the business because what you're building don't fully exist yet. They're they're investing their belief in you to pull it off. Yeah. They're investing in their their belief in you, right, to be able to pull it off. Legitimize your business. How can I legitimize my business? Casey, incorporate, right? You choose a state and be wherever you want it to be, but um, incorporate. Your business, I did this in Africa, right? I was there for 20 years before I even I came to the space to raise this capital, right? A virtual, you can get a um, a virtual address, right? Like there's co-working spaces all over, right? They will literally sell you a virtual address that you can use to, and this is illegal. My lawyers told me this thing legal though. They're like, yeah, girl, just blah, 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 right? So Regus, R-E-G-U-S is what I use. I have, I use one of their virtual offices or virtual right. addresses. Right. Uh, yeah, right. Number two, create a... Um, business checking account. Why, Casey? Why would I do that? It is because the person that is giving you the money, because again, they're trying to reduce risk. They want to know that you have your business cash that they're putting money into, separated from your personal. Just so that right, things are clean. Like you have a good audit trigger when you get in a bind, right? It's, you'll know if you give it into the business money where it's the purple perfect personal when it's all together. That's riskier for them. Cause they don't know what the hell going on and who the hell dipping into it, right? They don't need to see your business account, but you need to have a separate one and be able to prove that with a piece of paper that it is separate. And then lastly, I would say, and this is one of the loosey goosey, to be honest, but lastly, I would say, have a business plan, right? Um, now, what's inside of the business plan, how long it is, how short it is, it's up to you, but that again, let the person know that you got a plan for it. they're gonna ask you questions. They're gonna say, who are your competitors? If you don't know, you don't have no business plan for real. Like you just decide it's a hobby, right? They're gonna ask you, how are you gonna acquire customers? Customer acquisition is big. If you're saying, uh, that's scary for them, right? But all this stuff is in the business plan. But those three things will legitimize your business. So I say, right, just do those. Make sure you do those things up front so that as you have these conversations, you're not wasting time. You're not wasting any time either. Right, on some hobby shit. And then I would say, after that, I would say, really do the things that can get you data to prove your case, okay? So for instance, you don't have a social media following, right? And you don't have a business account on the social media side, right? Like, how are you gonna articulate to people that people are picking up what you're putting down, right? Is it podcast subscribers? Is it blog views? Like, it don't have to be the same thing, right? But figure out, how you can get some kind of data to prove that that people are picking up what you're putting down. And, and I'm not even going to say, tell you how, like, like some people do email subscribers, right? Some people do event registrations. It don't matter. Like, just have that data. That's the last piece I'll say. Like, you got your stuff together, you got your plan, and then you have a few data points that show, that prove, right, that you're executing it. Because that, 
Don't think about this bad. That can't help somebody but believe in your ability to pull this shit off. Just to touch on something, creating a LLC or escort is really easy. Go to Inkfile. There's a lot of websites where they'll do all the work for you. You just got to give them the information, create your trademark if you want to do it. They'll create your logo. You can create, they'll give you business bank accounts. Like all that stuff is real easy. There's no excuse to like not have that. Like that was something I, I actually learned that stuff on Instagram was like, Hey, I'm gonna go to this website. I'm gonna create my LLC, right? I'm gonna, I need to need to have a separate address than my house address to be look legitimate, right? Uh, because that's important. If you have your business address as your home address, you can be like, I need a website. Talk about online, like that's public document, right? I need a, I need a website, right? So people, if they come to your website, they know that it's legit. Now, you might not do with Casey's route. You might do my route. I created my own logo. I created my own website. I should have outsourced all that stuff, but I was learning on the go. And then once you get going, then you can kind of start asking for credit, business line credit. If you have, if you have personal income and great credit, you can kind of get that money that you need from a bank in a slow way instead of having to go to the VC. Um, but there's, there's so much stuff that's online. You just have to put it in a week. Hopefully we'll, we'll have it here for you. Um, Casey, this has been super dope, bro. I like. Likewise, I've been- we got we got to got to connect. Um, I'm gonna pull up on you somewhere, wherever you at in in yeah, stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I thank you again for coming. Anything anything else you want a little gem you want to drop to people before we head out? The last thing is just do it before you think you're ready. Whatever that means for you, whatever the spirit said to you, do it before you think you are ready. You learn how to be a CEO by being a CEO, bro. You learn how to be an angel investor by being like, do it before you think you're ready. Um, because a lot of this stuff. I promise y'all, like the spirit, like trust what you feel more than what you see. Like y- your body will know what to do. Like your body will know how to be in. Like you'll learn how to flex, et cetera, in your own way. Um, but don't be sitting on the couch for three years looking out the window wishing you could. Like just start, get on that plane, get on that one-way flight and just figure out how to be a digital nomad. You know what I'm saying? Like like start it. Oh, put up in that website, Ryan, put the checkout link and just, you know, like see who bites, right? Do it before you think you're ready so that you can start getting those reps in. That I'm important. With that being said, Casey, this thing is click, click, follow, and subscribe. You knows best on Instagram. You knows best on YouTube, SoundCloud. Um, you know, Apple Podcasts, so you can probably find me on there or Spotify and TikTok. I'm you knows best everywhere, basically. Uh, Casey, follow it. I am Casey Ariel. Yeah, I am Casey Ariel. You know, all the things, uh, Thread, Instagram, Twitter, all the things. I am Casey there is, I'd be topic great. Follow him. Don't follow me. <laughs> Blaze Group has uh, pages too, right? Yeah, absolutely. So BlazeGroupLLC.com um, is where you can go and download the app. 176 countries, both on Android and on Apple. And our social hash, or our social handles are BlazeGroupLLC on Instagram, on Twitter, on uh, Facebook on tiktok uh we're really about to ramp our tiktok strategy because the whole lot of young folks that need to start businesses that don't need to go through these rigid pathways um and threads as well case thank you for taking us on this exciting journey like i'm i'm excited to see where you guys go uh where you go as as them as business people hey guys it's going to be a roller coaster ride you know just enjoy it you know there's going to be peaks there's going to be valleys but at the end of the day you're going to be safe at the end of the ride stay tuned for more incredible stories and insights from sexual experts um providing the insight on where we can all grow. But that being said, I encourage you to be the best version of you because everybody's already taken. I wish you peace, patience, understanding, knowledge, wisdom, discernment, health, strength, resolve.
Till we meet again, be easy or don't, but every action has a reaction and every choice has a consequence. Peace. Mm-hmm.